Hey yo, sliding into your podcast application like the DMs from that unwanted lover that you never wanted, here's First Issue Club again with Thanos and Punk Mambo. Hey yo, we're back. It's First Issue Club, a comic book podcast. Here for you to be a reading club where we read first issues pretty much exclusively. We like to lead you through the murky and sometimes muddy water that is the comic book landscape. Join us for the ride of a lifetime and the comic book experience that'll throttle you back into reality. You're having a bad day. You're having a bad time. You don't like mom and dad. You know what you do? You turn on this podcast, and instantly your endorphins, your um, what's that thing called when you smoke pot? Your uh, your uh, the thing uh, when you smoke pot, serotonin. Your serotonin, dopamine. Just yeah, and your dopamine just starts shooting to your your whole body, and it's like it's like you're high. It's like you just got a raise. So that's what this podcast is. I hope I sold it on to you People well. People who are mom and dad will definitely understand what getting a raise feels like. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you got a raise at your, nailed. O- at your office max or your local circuit city. Um, yeah. And then there you are. Well, thanks again for joining us. We can't thank you enough. We're so appreciative for everybody. This week we had a great uh, voting thing on Twitter and blew us out of the water with how much participation there was. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, if you voted, you voted what we are covering today, which is uh, Thanos and Punk Mambo. So pretty excited about that. Yeah, so if you do like this episode, you only have yourself to blame. Mm-hmm. For either voting or not voting. I think actually Punk Mambo was even, the winner. Even beat Thanos. It was like clearly came Thanos. from behind. Yeah. Y'all y'all want some punk mambo, so you're going to get it today. In the club today, we have Mike D, Caitlin, Greg, and Budget King. So uh this week, a little peek behind the curtain. Uh we are recording before Avengers Endgame happened. Yeah, to keep <laughs> you had to keep a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are recording before that movie happens. So we are currently experiencing hype. We're currently experiencing um, our own little predictions, trying to avoid social media for what might spoil us. I sent a little uh, fake spoiler on our tech- text chain. Mike D wasn't so happy. I had to apologize. <laughs> you had to redact it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even real. Um, so that's that's the world we're living in right now. And a lot of people are saying that so many of their favorite characters died. There's just no way that in Endgame they ain't coming back. And um, that seems to be what's going to happen um, in that movie. And Right? I, I would imagine... I don't know how, but I'm guessing some of them come back. I, Just because there's going to be a Black Panther sequel and a Spider-Man sequel's coming out right. the next month, I mean, they got to come back somehow. It would be awesome if the movie was just black. There's like there was just three hours just of darkness. a void. Yeah, there's just no movie. It was like you guys, it ended. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Why'd you spend money to stare at this black screen? Yeah, we totally got you. So it's a guy criticize. It's audio of a guy criticizing <laughs> you while you're watching a black screen. Man, that is some. Like, That's a movie really I would deep. fucking go see. 
pretentious art there. Well, along those lines of heroes coming back that you loved, that you may have shed a tear for, uh, what are some entities that, if brought back in the right way, you would be excited to uh, see? Such a good question. I love it. Um, For me, I had an existential crisis when Futurama went off the air. Uh, I loved that (laughs) cast of characters. And even though they're cartoons, it's like something that I spent so much time with that they felt like my friends and my family. So when that went off the air, I was like so bummed that I wasn't going to get more adventures with that crew of heroes. So I would love if that came back. I guess I've kind of gotten my wish several times because it never quite fully yeah, seems to Yeah, I was going to say, die. which time <laughs> are you referring to when it went off the air? Because I think it did that three times? Yeah, it did. And then we got, like, movies later, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Futurama uh, is just perfection, really, as far as the cartoons go. Did The Simpsons ever get your jollies off in that way? There was a while where I, I loved Simpsons and worshipped, like, the creators of The Simpsons and everybody involved. There's all this mythology with the writers, too. But I think it's just been on the air too, too long. And this could have been a thing with me that happened with Futurama, too. Sure. Maybe it went off the air at the right time. But if it would have persisted too long, would I have just been like, okay, they've done it? I don't watch it anymore. I, mean, I, I can't imagine that it's that funny or relevant. I don't hear anybody ever talk about watching it. That's well, true. It's no longer like... I mean, I think it's been replaced by HBO... Or yeah. like, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just as we age, too. How often do you hear somebody say, eat my shorts? <laughs> Never. <laughs> don't have a cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad, stop beating me. Like, something like that. Yeah. Do the Bartman. When was the last time you saw someone do the Bartman? I have not seen somebody do the Bartman in a minute. A in generation. A, in, in a dog's ear. Yeah. Age. <laughs> in a dog's, in a dog's ear. ear. A dog's ear. <laughs> <laughs> and what a year it's been for that dog. I'll say that... A lot of stuff that I liked has been brought back already. I think I, that's been a big part of overall like media in the last probably decade is just reprisals and reboots and everything. For me, it's uh, the thing that I would like to see come back or come into existence is you guys familiar with that song where it's like, I'm blue, da boo dee da boo da like. You guys ever heard yeah, that? Yeah, Eiffel 65. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, the story behind that is really interesting. It's like, it's a blue guy in his blue house, and everything is blue around him, and he's blue, and all that kind of... And I just kind of think that'd be an interesting kind of cinema experience of, like, a blue guy, everything blue. Um, so that's kind of what I was maybe thinking I would see. And it relates <laughs> to this conversation because he's blue, and that kind of makes him sci-fi... <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> hero kind of character. I blue was like it's just a metaphor for his like general well-being. Well, like he's melancholy. All, yeah, is he just a sad guy? He has oh, I, no I superpowers? Kind of, I actually assumed he was an alien. I mean, how are you blue? Like you're sad. You're feeling blue. Oh, he's a jazz artist? Um, He sings the blues. But I, I was a huge fan of that song back in like the 90s or whatever. Like I honestly, I, I bumped that song. That song got me into electronic music. Uh, and... I wouldn't mind seeing an entity around it. They have an Ugly Dolls movie. They have... Um, yeah, why is that going to be a thing? I don't know. But if that can be a thing, don't you think the Blue Dabu Die song can be a, a, I'm sure. a, a cinema masterpiece? 
I'm sure Ron Howard is listening right now, and he's just like, you know what? That would be a really good movie. That Budget King has a point. Has a song ever turned into a franchise before? Um, Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, holy shit, dude. Yes, right? Yeah. That, yes. That's true. You fucking named it. Wasn't that uh, already a thing? Wow. And that's why wow. the song? Yellow Submarine. Like existed? Boom. Yellow Submarine. This dude's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Space Jam. Okay. <laughs> Come on, it's Space Jam. <laughs> the song was first. Okay. Yeah. I think this, this song um, was. Bodyguard. Bo- uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, right? Yeah. There were no bodyguards until that song came uh, out. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yep, there you go. That's, well, that's, a, that's a real one. Keep that's a real one. <laughs> also, all those were real. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if bodyguard was, but... Frosty, <laughs> Frosty the Snowman? Yeah. Nah, you're just re- going on Christmas ones. What about Who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> yeah, is that a movie? No. <laughs> if we're saying nonsense, isn't everything fair game? I don't know. Uh, Would the movie My Girl have happened without the song? No fucking way. See, this no. is a thing that yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 Okay. All yeah. right. So, yeah, Blue Guy the movie. <laughs> keep, keep a lookout. Not as stupid as you thought. Yeah. All right. I like it. So, th- The Goon has already come back. I-, I love The Goon very, very much. I would love to see Invincible come back, even though it only got ended less than a year ago. Yeah. But, um, I think that franchise still had a lot of legs to it. Mm-hmm. I read it religiously, and there could have been so so much more that they could have done. There are talks of possibly an animated HBO television show, which would be perfect, but uh, I haven't heard anything else. I just want to I reiterate what I said earlier, that I think that there's something to be said about spending so much time in fandom of a thing that you really start to feel like that you're connected with these fictional people or characters, be it a TV show like Game of Thrones or a comic book or whatever, that revisiting those things feels like you're hanging out with old friends sometimes, like going back through your like Invincible comics, I'm sure, yeah, has some sort of nostalgic feel like that. But And that's probably why. It's, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad that I bastardized your... Uh question you you seated the question to me even though i asked it that's another peek behind the curtain here at first issue <laughs> club uh but what you just said actually like really uh i felt that resonates with yeah. you um rattling around inside those old bones of yours I, I, I was thinking like a couple of things where it's like i'm i'm gonna be legitimately sad when game of thrones is over this in the next four episodes yeah um because i yeah i do feel like i have so many memories and stuff like that we're good if they brought Are You Afraid of the Dark back for adults, I would watch the hell out of that. I think they're doing that with the new Twilight Zone. Like the vampire thing? Oh, Twilight Zone. <laughs> no, yeah. wait, let's let's explore that. And the new vampire show about Twilight, but it's called Twilight Zone, and it's like an anthology but TV it, show. Instead of getting friend-zoned, you get vampire-zoned. Yeah. Twilight Zone. This is the subtle tease of maybe getting bit on the neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, and is that a podcast, a Twilight fan podcast called Twilight Zone? Yes. Yeah, we could we could be in that. <laughs> Coming to our new podcast network, Who Wants This? <laughs> Speaking of Who Wants This, can I run a little joke that I heard in my comic book shop by you guys today? Yes. Uh, overheard some people saying, I'm going to go to the Avengers movie and I'm going to wear my Dark Seed shirt just to kind of show them where I stand since he was the original Thanos. Does that joke land with you guys? <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's more of a shortcut than a joke. I love the fact that there's a guy that's like 
probably actually doing that and thinking like, I'm sticking it to you, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> All your idiotic fans. Who don't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> All you Marvel fanboys have no idea who this person is, and he is far superior than making, your puny Thanos. Making eye contact with everyone that you walk by, just being like, hmm, what do you see? Did, the All funny, the hot babes are going to be so over my shirt. The it's going to be awesome. This is, I love that you guys loved it because I had the same reaction. The, it was actually. An, oh, do we love it? No. <laughs> do we love ripping on it? Yep. It was an improvement to the joke that was I was going to wear a Batman shirt to show them how I uh, stand. And then the, the, his, his like more intelligent nerd friend was like, I'm actually going to wear a dark seed shirt. And then, oh. and then that got a. a Huge laugh, cacophony of laughter. Everyone yeah. in the comic book they shop was like, like yeah. "These two guys." There was there was a guy just rolling around in the aisles. He couldn't contain himself <laughs> with that the dark seed comparison. You guys should have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know two bad guys who are powerful. <laughs> well, on that subject, can I just say that I feel like after creating Dark Side, DC kind of does own the property of large bad guys that are really strong. Yeah. No one else should be able to do that, right? Ever. <laughs> like really tall, big, muscly bad guys? Yeah. I would say so. That yeah. are just like so powerful they can end worlds. It's like mm-hmm. they created the archetype of big strong man. Mm-hmm. When the joke No one else was true. doing that before them. I don't think there's room for two of them. Pioneers. <laughs> Let alone more. What next? They're going to make more really big, strong bad guys? Yeah, right. Copycat much? All right, I'm going to do a sound effect. Um, It's going to be like a bomb hitting an earth. And when I crash it, you guys know what to do. Let's Let's get get this this podcast podcast started. We had a poll on Twitter this week that we wanted you guys to help pick us, help pick out the books because there were so many goddamn number ones this week that were hot, 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 as Mike D would say. So we have the winners of that competition, Punk Mambo and Thanos, and we are about to get into them right now. Caitlin? So do you have a problem with deformed cannibals? Or maybe... It's a bunch of missing gutter punks. Well, maybe you're a spirit on a mission in need of a magical mercenary. I can tell you this, Punk Mambo is your gal. In this book, she, well, she was actually featured as a, in the previews for Forgotten Queen. So you may have already been a little bit familiar with what you would be getting in this book. But, but this is a woman who seems to have had some, she has some hard lessons ahead of her. And she also seems to have a rough past. But... She's got that punk, like, don't care, devil-may-care attitude. Um, yeah, we had Punk Mambo by Colin Bunn and Adam Gorham, and uh, it was on Valiant this week. So what would you guys think of it? I feel like our Twitter guy, Philip, would know. He's like the Valiant guy who was, but... Shout out to Philip. Yeah, Philip, we need your help sometimes with Valiant. All right, we're going to dip into our friend Philip here, and he's going to actually give us the what is on... Valiant's Punk Mambo character pre-existing. 
Hey First Issue Club listeners, this is Philip Marinello. Budget King asked me to come by and talk a little bit of Punk Mambo. So here we go, we got the new series coming out from Valiant. I think it's uh, the first time that she's ever had her own series. It is the first time she's ever had her own series. She's been in several books, she's had a zero issue. She premiered in Shadow Man, so Pete Milligan from Vertigo and Constantine fame created her back in his Shadow Man series. He did a zero issue. She's popped up in a number of the Shadow Man books and in whenever Ninjak goes over to the dead side, which is like Valiant's like evil realm, there's she pops up in a lot of that stuff. I think she's in the Incursion series now as well, but she's a fun character. She's not like one-to-one where it's like, oh, it's Valiant's version of Constantine, but she's, she's pretty similar. She's British. She's a punk. I think in uh, Jason Aaron's Constantine book, he was in a punk band as well. So magic user, pretty like not quite amoral entirely, but definitely like a bit of an anti-hero, not always a full-on good guy, but she's more or less, I guess you'd call her like a chaotic good, essentially. And so Punk Mambo exists in the way of Valiant and somewhere in there. But I think this reads as a first introduction to her. If you had no inter- um, idea who Punk Mambo was, Colin Bunn writes a really good, like, kind of um, backwoodsy story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's really good at, like, taking places that are, like, the South or deep Midwest and making that um, environment really capture part of the story. And this part of New Orleans, I felt like, was a really good depiction of it. It really enhanced the story for me. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, not only does Cullen Bunn write a good kind of, like, country fried noir, it's, uh, you know, when you add this element of voodoo and kind of mysticism, I think he really thrives in that kind of element. So to put him in this book was kind of a no-brainer for Valiant. One thing that I thought was funny about our lead was that she's been the same age for 40 years, she mentions. And I think it's it's funny for me to imagine someone who has that punk rock attitude and is technically like 60 at this point <laughs> and still just like gives zero fucks about like goes so far out of her way to not give a fuck about anything. Literally like, this being that she's been bonded to when it gets taken away. She's like, whatever, because like I didn't need it anyway. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't talk to me about my feelings. Ugh. <laughs> what do you know, goddess? Like there's a goddess that tries to like shepherd her and like through her hard time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she treats her like your mom trying to get you to take Take a shower at night, and you're just she, like, I don't want any more video game time. She straight up is like, I'm gonna exercise you if you don't start to, like stop <laughs> yeah. talking she to me does, about this. She does do her hair like a 60 year old that wants to appear like young. Like we, I have a lady at my work that like is probably of that age, you know, he's like dyeing her hair like purple and pink and things like that. Yeah, um, and th- to th- stay relative, right? And with she, the youths, she has a ha- she has a haircut that nobody is sporting <laughs> at all. So she definitely has a, like a sixty year old haircut. <laughs> I'm young. Death isn't at my door. Let me put the swirl tattoo on my forehead. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, she does have that little dippity do on her head. <laughs> it's what my family calls tattoos, by the way. <laughs> Her eye and I can remember the first time I, was... I came home with a dippity do, and my mother was <laughs> furious. I got my father's name and his death initials, and I said, Mother, I went to the place where they give dippity doos, and I got one. In several issues from now, are we going to get some, like, 
emotional development from this character and it'll be like after 60 years of life as a punk i think <laughs> it's we, like now's the first time i've grown up i think we're going to because the yeah. first thing that lady says to her is like you gonna learn yeah you use this as a tool and you should be the vessel <laughs> instead like honestly if i was this girl i would just be investing in an IRA and waiting for it to mature, and then when it does, I'll be young enough to fucking enjoy it! That would be bank mambo. That wouldn't be punk mambo. <laughs> responsible true. mambo. The opposite of <laughs> punk mambo. Responsible mambo. <laughs> Next up, we got the saggy ballsack chin man himself. Thanos, everybody's purple daddy. <laughs> <laughs> purple daddy, I, I love it. I... Rock hard for this already. <laughs> yeah. If Thanos comes to your planet and he's going to kill you, and before he does, you look at him and you say, Hey, purple daddy. <laughs> you think he spares you or kills you like I right think, away? I think you're top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he kills you like in a non- I think like, the only thing you could do further is just to like cup or like tickle. cup his chin, <laughs> tickle yeah. the chin. Yeah, I think he kills you quick though. There's no pain. He's just like, oh, oh yeah, that it's was a, cute. It's a fury yeah. kill. Oh, I don't know that he. Do you think he thinks it's cute? Uh, he probably thinks it's a brave move to tempt the titan. <laughs> You're if an you idiot, will. but I respect you yeah. for it. <laughs> do you fuck your mom with that face, that ballsack face? That's what I. Is that what you'd say to him? Yeah, you would be tortured. <laughs> Bring that one to my chambers. <laughs> Essentially, this is um, basically Gamora's baby book, like her origin story of Thanos as her father. So, and it also may well be the origin and like tryouts and whittling down for the Black Order as well. Um, the narrative in this story is pretty much controlled by Gamora. It's right after she kills Thanos and kind of tells the story of. Um, it's like going back and telling that story about when she was found by him, what was going on for him at that time, of how he was kind of in a very, like, dissonant place. Um, but you don't really know who she's talking to yet. You don't know if it's you as the reader. You don't know if it's, like, somebody else or— That was super intriguing to me because she makes a point of saying, I want to record this for you now before— you, like, turn evil or something? Something to the effect of that. So. What if it's him right before she kills him? It, or do you think it's actually, like, it cuts to after she's already killed him? Let me propose something for you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> propose away. Turn the fireplace on. Sit back in your chair. <laughs> I've got my hands ready to do little fingertip <laughs> sparkles while I enchant you with my what-ifs. Hit us. Um... Do you think Gamora is pregnant and she's telling the story to her would-be child who she feels is destined to be evil because of her lineage? And Thanos is the daddy? No. Uh, oh, it could be. Right? It wouldn't be. Is she bearing the next Thanos and that's how he comes back? No, 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 no. That would be. How? That would be wrong. Because Thanos. She raised, his, she raised her as his daughter. Yeah, but raised is not incest. But Thanos is. But okay, would she Woody Allen. Ever allow. But Thanos is supposed to be reborn. He was going to—they've alluded in Guardians of the Galaxy that he's going to take a vessel. 
Oh, he's going to download his mind of a living else. being. So let's say that Star Lord and Gamora got pregnant, Ow. and Thanos he... takes the vessel of her child. Wow, wow! And she knows it. That is okay. So if we are correct on this, I'm buying you a drink. I'm Thank buying him more than a drink. What are you buying him? A purple daddy. Purple oh. daddy. <laughs> we'll make get... a drink called the purple daddy. Ooh, and I wanted a jacket with the purple daddy embroidered on the back. Okay, I'm if leaning, you're right. I'm leaning into this purple daddy. That's a good That's a good theory. That uh, is a great Caitlin, theory. when you mentioned that this was like the early auditions for the Black Order, I had no idea if that's what was happening. But as soon as you said that, that's exactly what's happening. And totally, it, and yeah. it's true because uh, what's her name is is there. Proxima. Uh, Proxima yeah. Midnight. And Black Ebony Ma. Ma. And Ebony Ma. Ebony Ma. Ebony Ma. Right. And, like, that did not make sense in my head. But now that when I heard you say it, I was like, oh, my God. These are the tryouts for Black Order, which is insane. Or just whoever could stay alive the longest. So, on, on that note, Thanos could not be hotter right now, right? Completely riding the hype train. Oh, he has been hitting the gym. <laughs> yes. Waxing, oh. tweezing. Oh, hot oh, in oh, that oh, sense. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, hot, hot in that sense. Um, hot in just an entity as well. Yes. Uh, his stock is high, high, high. So high. Cosmic Ghost Rider, he had his own, like, series, Black Black Order. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, it, pinna- he's in movies. P- pinnacle to uh, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Yes, he's in movies. He has a, he has a new of, hit single coming out with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, he's in that song. With, I'm uh, purple, babudi, babudai. <laughs> there we go. If you fuck with me, you'll die. I am purple, daddy. <laughs> So all of that to be said, I was ready for this to be not so good, to just be a big hype burger. And but guess what, baby? It good. It good. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. I was shocked. I mean, um, uh, no, Donnie Cates did such a great job with the Thanos story a year and a half, two years ago. That I was just like, well, what else is there to tell? And then Teeny Howard comes in, fucking slams dunk, slam dunks it. Like, there's more to tell, baby. Turns out there's a lot for the Purple Daddy. If you thought it was over, it isn't over. No. You wanted you wanted Origins? You wanted the how this all got started? You're about to get it. I'm a purple guy with wrinkled chin. Death is the thing of which that I love. Tormenting people on every planet. I am a titan and I am so mad. He's mad. He's a titan, and he is also purple. Did we mention that he is a titan? He's a titan, and he's mad and purple. He's got a chin that resembles a, a reproductive anatomy. I almost had it. That was so, so close. Yeah, yeah, that was very close. There's a lot going on in this, and one of the coolest p- things about this story is that he is secret murdering his crew just to get the feels. He's a junkie. He it's it's his version his version of masturbation is killing his friends. Uh, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Like that this is his jerking off. Mm-hmm. This is his release. Yeah, totally. So wait, when he kills his crew members, does he see death? And that's the only time he gets to like I think he catches encounter a her? glimpse of her. Yeah, when he murders someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he is, like, just hard up for death. Mm-hmm. Not only just the act of killing, but the personification of death. Death, yeah, that's a clear distinction for people who may not be Thanos heads. Yeah, he's in love with uh, this oh. uh, cloaked woman. Mm-hmm. Who turns out to be death. Uh, so I want to talk about Thanos's ship. Oh. It's like the the Winchester Mystery House, which is was built by Sarah Winchester. That is just has rooms that go to nowhere and doors that open up into nothing. 
Have you heard of this thing? Is no. it a real thing? Yeah. So this, this woman had this uh, uh, ton of cash, and she kept building this house, like additions on and on and on to this house. And there, there's rooms that go into brick walls. There are uh, hallways that lead outside, uh, like on the third floor, and you just fall off into the garden. Uh, countless contractors and construction workers have died building oh, this serious? house. That's crazy. Yeah, so they're rumored to, like, haunt oh, just kidding. the grounds and stuff. Like, that, it instantly reminded me of Thanos' ship because it's constantly under construction. Like, there's hallways that go nowhere. They're playing card games, and they're always losing people because... They get lost going to the bathroom, and Thanos finds them and kills them. <laughs> I am mad. I'm a titan. I am purple. I am fighting all the planets that I reach. Do not run from me. I will find you. I will hunt you. I like killing. Can I kill you? And I wouldn't have <laughs> it go. any other way. <laughs> kill you. Kill you. That was good. Thanasty. <laughs> so I think we should mention that um, Thanos is a on a full-on marketing blitz for himself. He is trying to get his brand out there. He's going from planet to planet, killing and pillaging, but not everyone, because he wants the scared refugees from those planets to run and tell everyone of the good news of Thanos. Much like Marvel is doing for their movie. Is he really doing that? I thought he was leaving no survivors so there weren't any converts for magus to kill. Um, or he, to convert. There was a conversation where he left a few so that um, that they would talk about Thanos. Just like, so people know about me that, and they know that I'm coming. I like that his enemy in this book is a guy who only kills half the people. And he's like, I'm all about killing all the people. <laughs> uh, hey, dum-dum, you're doing a job halfway here. Yeah. Also, he's like the... Um, Goth the, Shazam. <laughs> well, no, he's, like, got the mirror mirror on the wall. He's, like, basically asking this computer every day, like, who is more powerful than me? I need to go get that person. Yep. But then he's mad at whatever the computer says, and so he just... Does the computer also seem scared of him? <laughs> like, the computer's sentient, just like, hold on, hold on. Um, well, um. The just like, dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. is. He's like, I will continue to tell you that this guy is your primary threat. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't tell you anything else. Go to this planet and crush bugs. <laughs> <laughs> he did He did punch the computer. He did. He yeah. It, I think. Yeah. Oh, he did? And he, like, made swiping motions through the whole, like, projected screen. Oh, He's yeah. Oh, like, R.I.P. computer. Part of what I was thinking was, is Teeny Howard trying to show that he was kind of an underdeveloped monster before having raised... Loved and raised somebody. It makes sense. Like he has no purpose in this in this comic right, right now. He's just kind of floating in space and just lusting ge- after death. Yeah, yeah. Generic bad his, guy is his only like drive. It's yeah. weird too that that was the connection that he needed to see Gamora as a viable companion. Once or, he became he initial champion, yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. Once he became an actual purple daddy, mm-hmm. he became a, the lovable villain. Yeah. We, we're really getting this, like, the image Thanos of that we Thanos all... is, like, he's getting over a bad breakup. Like, this is where, you, like, you just eat pizza and your boxers in your bed. That's what he's doing right in the beginning of this book. He's just like, I just want to kill and lay in bed. I bet he, like, smells yeah. so bad. He's, like, not showering mm. and then just all of a sudden wants to uh, come out and go on these. He's got that Fermunda cheese on his chin. 
He's like, isn't he like, we, like wrapped in like dingy, like a nightshirt almost, or like bandages when he's like skulking oh, around the yeah. ship? He really is. What's the, what are it's those things dismal. where you just lay in bed and you get those like uh, sores? Bed sores? Yeah, he has like bed sores. <laughs> just combine the two words that he said. <laughs> the bed and the sores. What happens when you get like, sores in bed? Well, um. Do you think that he ever like played tea party with Gamora or like dressed up as like. I think they had their version of that. Yeah. Which is probably killing Can we her see members. That? Yeah. Can we please see that, Teeny, please? Teeny, Teeny, please, if you're listening. <laughs> we just want Thanos to have a tea party. <laughs> I want to see him in this apron, just totally disgusted with himself. Or a tutu. Little Gamora makes him wear a tutu. <laughs> Dad, I'm going to be late for my dance recital. God <laughs> damn it, I thought I killed that planet. Does Thanos have to teach Gamora about feminine hygiene projects? That could be a good scene. Yeah. Thanos at some, like, intergalactic uh, grocery store. Just like, <clears throat> uh, where are your, um, well, your tampons <laughs> on? Excuse me, sir, what do you need? <laughs> <clears throat> need tampons for my daughter. <laughs> they're, they're actually death tampons, though. <laughs> you have the spiky ones. <laughs> what if Thanos was one of us? A peaceful small like one of us on a planet far from home. I think we we covered this book better than any book we've covered in the last <laughs> year or so, so I'm ready to be done with this. Yep. We've been here two hours. <laughs> oh, yep. All right. If you see Endgame, tell us how you liked it. This is all going to get cut. It's all getting cut. Purple Daddy. Yeah. Purple daddy. I get nasty. <laughs> purple yeah. daddy. I'm an evil purple daddy, and I want you to know there's a million twisted places that I like to go. Most of them live deep within my brain. I get a little crazy, then I go insane. I'm coming to your planet as a purple daddy. Ready to kick some ass. Purple daddy, no remorse. I'm gonna kick your ass. Purple daddy. Ah, purple daddy's here. Purple daddy. That is how you end the show, folks. Purple fucking daddy. I drive a caddy, purple daddy. Purple daddy. Smoke a fatty. Purple daddy. This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. All the life of me, I cannot remember a world before I snap my fingers and I dusted all those guys <laughs> for the life of me. I cannot believe there ever was a place where Avengers were alive now. Baby Thanos do 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 do, do. <laughs> I was thinking of I'm purple but not yet a daddy. <laughs> like before he meets Gamora. I am purple <laughs> but not yet a daddy. I need a girl to raise my own. Then I'll download 
my consciousness <laughs> in her unborn. Is there anything that you've never heard the song? But I love is it done. anyway. <laughs> Not yet, a Daddy. <laughs> Are you singing the Britney Spears song? Yeah. <laughs> Purple, but not yet a daddy. <laughs> we, we should have gone to a showing of Infinity Wars mm-hmm. and laid in a sound effect of farts every time someone got dusted. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have to be really quick ones, though, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. You'd have to have some of those in there that have a tonal quality. I think the Spider Man one, he gets, he, it takes him so much longer to dust away. So he might yeah. be, he might yeah. be a long budget king fart. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah. <laughs> really get that tongue out of the mouth. Oh, and there might be some SPDs. Like Ant Man. <laughs> So small. <laughs> you guys ever had a part a fart that was like kinda like a bullet? Like, <laughs> like, a, like a pellet? Yeah. Every time I blow my nose, one sneaks out. It's like you're shooting off a BB gun. Mm-hmm. I did it I did a, like a rumbly fart in a meeting today, but then I couldn't remember if it was audible or not. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't even risk that. You couldn't remember <laughs> if it was audible. Well, I was thinking my feet smell like sewage. Were people staring at you? <laughs> and I just thought I'm I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a mockery anyway of this whole meeting and then while you were in your head you just let loose. <laughs> you were like, and then I was thinking back, was that audible? I feel better. I don't feel the the, the gas that was in my stomach is there anymore, but did I make a fool of myself? <laughs> my self-doubt was so loud that I couldn't hear myself fart. <laughs> did the meeting stop abruptly? No, the meeting kept chugging along, which I was, I that led me to believe not audible. Yeah. Would you ever, I couldn't stop a meeting if someone farted? I would. I would. Uh, you would? I wouldn't stop it. Oh, wait, like, hold on, hold here. on. What the fuck was that? <laughs> hold on, Barbara? Uh, can you explain yourself for a second? <laughs> I think they would. Did this, did, did everyone, I'm sorry. Did you need to just go to the bathroom at this point? We have the general manager on pants. speakerphone right now. You want to pull that garbage? Did the go-to meeting pick this up? <laughs> Milwaukee, did you hear that? That was Barbara. I know. Sold out, Barbara. <laughs> I don't want everyone thinking I farted. Yeah. It wasn't a squeaky shoe. Yeah. No, that was a squeaky toot. From do, you Barbara. Guys, do you guys do this though when you're like you accidentally squeak your shoe and it makes a fart noise and then you're like I better do that some uh-huh. more to make oh, it yeah. obvious uh-huh. that yep. that's oh, what yeah. made the noise yep. squeaky squeaky shoe squeaky chair yes anything mm-hmm. yeah I have to reproduct reproduce that uh, fart noise so that's people actually, know I'm not I I carry a vial of um like a, a stink bomb in my pocket yeah so that if anybody's smelling me uh-huh. <laughs> no 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 it's this stink bomb i played a trick on myself <laughs> self prank got me i'm just a grown man with a stink bomb in my pocket much better has anyone seen my slingshot <laughs> i'm dennis the menace i have a pocket full of worms for a reason i'm dennis the menace he's got a disassociative personality disorder and he thinks he's like a grown up dennis the menace <laughs> How would that guy function? What if he rebooted Dennis the Menace? As an as, adult? As an adult, like he aged uh, in real time. 
Oh, that would be awesome. And he's just oh like God. the annoying guy that's like, oh, he's depancing like his boss. Yes. <laughs> you know that guy? <laughs> every every office has one. <laughs> oh, Dennis just de- depends the boss again. He's still not fired. Who the hell knows why? Why doesn't the CFO wear a belt? <laughs> why is the CFO always wearing an umbro? <laughs> Sweatpants. Carrying, carrying Honestly, if the CFO is wearing that, it makes more sense that they wouldn't have fired him. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, probably, Dennis got me. Yeah, more casual office, <laughs> yeah. it seems. A blazer and some umbros. Is umbros even a thing anymore? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that's still a brand. Does yeah. soccer still exist? Yeah, that's a good point. Soccer does exist. 